Good evening, fantasy footballers and the gents across the universe. This is the Championship Formula with your host, Mike Plymel. And sitting across from me is the mighty hammer, Chris Stern. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How are Chris. you? Chris. Hey, buddy. Hey, can I do another trivia question? Of course you can. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Sounds good. It's your right. show now. I have a good one, and I don't think you're going to get it. All right. Jerry Ooh. Rice has the most catches for a player over 40. Who is second and who is third? All time. All time catches over 40. <laughs> okay. I can't imagine it was a wide receiver. It's probably a tight end. <laughs> Need a hint? Not yet. Not yet. I'm going to go with the tight end. I'm thinking one of these. Uh, Jason Witten might have been. <laughs> I was he was say probably Tony 39. Gonzalez. I was Tony, Gonzalez. Say Tony Gonzalez. He was probably up there. Antonio I, Gates was way I, up there. I'd say Antonio Gonzalez is one of them. Wrong. <laughs> You're not going to get it. Jason Witten. Here's, your, here's one clue. Hint. Give us a hint. Second and third place were tied with one catch apiece. <laughs> okay, we're never going to get this. Brett this... Favre and Tom Brady. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, you know, that makes perfect sense, you dude. Can you can win ha- money on you that. You have to have players that actually were in their 40s and played, you know, yeah. at uh, at that age, and there's very few of those. So, yeah, that makes sense. How many catches did uh, Jerry Smith have? Or Jerry Rice have? <laughs> Jerry Smith. <laughs> I yeah. don't He's have that answer, but more than 161. one. 161. You're kidding. Nope, 161. Oh, wow. After the age of 40. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That is. They don't build them like that anymore. No, no, they don't. No. They also wouldn't let him play. No, they wouldn't let him play that long either. So, (laughs) I mean, come on. Even Calvin Johnson, an athletic freak like that, Randy Moss, at some point, they just, I don't know if it's the the desire, the injuries, everything builds up. Jerry Rice was fairly injury-free for most of his career. He was, and in a well-oiled offensive machine over there, the, the original West Coast offense. Yeah. All right, well, sitting to my right tonight, as always, is going to be Mr. Vinny Gonzalez, the I'm, nation. I'm over here running numbers on potential trades now <laughs> while you guys are sitting here talking. Right, get your head out of the clouds. Yeah. I'm sick of all these damn trades, man. No, 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 no. Non-stop trades. Uh, got to think, man. Got to make moves. All right, so guys, what do we got planned for this weekend? Stern, you got anything good? Uh, nothing big this weekend. We've been very busy lately, so I'm hoping to spend Sunday on the couch watching some games, studying, stuff like that. Stu- studying? Yeah, I got a, I got a prediction. I think the Giants might score a touchdown in the first half this weekend. Yep. I want to be there for that. You want to, like, actually? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Wow. I love it. Okay, Good Finney, how about you, man? Uh, you know what? Saturday, I'm going to go to Comic-Con in Miami Ooh. with your... Father-in-law. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna go submit some cards for trading. That uh, you have some cards that you want submitted for grading. I said trading. Yep. For grading, I have some cards. He has some cards, and then I'm um, gonna stop into the Hard Rock, and uh, we're gonna see how that goes. <laughs> so uh, might get a phone call, Mike. You know why? So uh, okay, I do we'll know see why. how that goes. Well, what was her name again? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> stop it! Stop it! Okay. All right. Well, I am glad that everyone's going to be... Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Nice. I like it. Give it up for cinnamon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lexus. Yeah. 
Remember, they work for tips, boys. Yes, they do. All right, so... They're paying anyway. I know. Um, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of great games this week. There's a lot of shit games, but unfortunately, there's a lot of <laughs> shit teams. Holy shit. Yeah. Shitting on everybody, shit games, yeah, shit going teams, right shit players. right back into that shtick. Oh, Jesus. Um, Who pissed in your chair? Yeah, we talked about a lot of games already, but uh, we still haven't got to the game of the week. That is going to be one of the late games on Sunday, and we're almost there. This one actually could be, I guess, maybe a little bit fun. And that's going to be the Steelers at the Rams. Next one on the slate, Rams by three, 43 and a half. I don't know. This feels like one of those trap games because it feels a little bit weird. It seems like the Rams should be favored by more. Because if this was in Pittsburgh, you're telling me it's a pick em game? Because you always give three points to the home team. So it just, if any, is it just me? It feels right. like Pittsburgh is worse than a three and two team. I know they just beat the Ravens. They went ugly. You know, they, they just went ugly. Offensively it looks like a looks like a, a shit storm just to stay on brand with you. Yeah. I mean it just it, it doesn't look fluid ever. It looks like everything is a grind. They can't run the ball with Najee. They have to rely on a turnover late in the game and a field goal here and there and then a miraculous play at the end to get the ball back. And It's it's just really hard to watch from an offensive side. Defensively, they're solid, man. They're good. They're stout. They are beatable on the ground, though. Sure, sure. But, you know, they make plays. They're opportunistic. T.J. Watt is a monster. Um the other linebacker on the other side, um, Alex something. Highsmith. Highsmith, thank you. He's been great. They, they formed a really good tandem. So, you know, uh, should they win this game? I don't know. I like the Rams, actually. I think the Rams are, are solid. I don't think they're super great, but I, I definitely think they're slightly above average. I think a lot better than we thought coming into the season. They're competitive in all their games, and I expect them to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, I mean, I expected them to be a pile of garbage. Me too. So the fact that they're not means they're what doing do better know? than that. Yeah. So I think a couple of things that might be playing into this is Steelers travel well. Rams don't uh-huh. have a home field advantage. Steelers and, will have the crowd. And then also oh, wait, Kyron Williams. A- it's in L.A., correct? Yeah, okay. it's in L.A. But so I bet you Pittsburgh's got half the fans there. You oh, know, wow. They'll travel to that. And then Kyron Williams is out. I'm sure Vegas knows that. Right. That's a big deal. Kyron's been amazing. Um, I, You know, what's the running back to own? We can debate that. There's a lot of guys. I'm going uh, to stick with Zach Evans. Yeah, I do think that's the, the, I, quarter, I think that's the running back zone. I, I, just don't, I, I just don't trust it after they made all these signings. I don't think they trust the rookie. That's what my gut tells me. I think they're going to throw the ball a ton. Yep. And uh, I think the Rams are going to win the game. Uh, I don't think the Steelers will muster enough points, and I don't think they'll stop the Rams enough. I got the Rams winning here. I, I think it's going to be a good fantasy day for all the pass catchers. I think I think this is a classical letdown game for the Steelers. Coming off right. of that emotional win against Baltimore, Right. I feel like they're going to be a little spent, and Rams are going to have this. Um I mean, they may travel well over to, like, I don't know, New York, but uh, <laughs> all the way over to the West Coast against the Rams. Honestly, McVay's smart enough. If he knows that his top option is at Cooper Cup or Puka, right. he's just going to funnel the, the offense through them. He yeah. did, I mean, you, you've already seen it. Stafford could have 50 throws, and 40 of those targets could, could go to those two, two guys. guys. Oh, yeah. no doubt about it. Both guys will be well above 10 targets. I think Tutu will be a great flex here, too. I, I see the Rams throwing it a lot. Even if Evans does get the run, I think he's going to run into a wall a lot. I think the indecisiveness that he'll show from being a rookie and not really playing much. I mean, 
let me ask you this. Do you, do you know who Ronnie Rivers was before the season started? Nope. Did you know who Ronnie Rivers was? Definitely not. Do you know that Ronnie Rivers is Kyron Williams' direct backup? And it, it begs the question. You drafted Zach Evans, but he was a six-round pick. Was he ever? Was he good enough to beat Ronnie Williams out or Ronnie Rivers out? No. no. So I, I got a feeling McVay is signing all these guys because he doesn't trust a rookie. That's what my gut tells me. You know. So I think Matt Stafford is going to throw the fuck out of the ball. Agreed. I say it. One of the reasons is is because Pittsburgh keeps it closer than we're thinking. This feels right. like a game where right. I'm like Rams should be able to right. win, but if Vegas is saying this is basically a pick'em game. Right. Then they know something I don't. I don't touch them on a survivor pool. I'd be no. too nervous to make the yeah, Rams absolutely. my survivor pick. But if I was betting it, I like the Rams here on the money line, man. You like hmm. starting Pittsburgh's defense this week? I always like starting their defense yeah. if I have them. They're, they're just very opportunistic, and they get turnovers, and T.J. Watt can He can get sacks and bunches. He can turn sure. the game by himself, and he can win the game by himself. He's one of the few guys that can do it. You know, the Steelers do get Deontay Johnson back, and if he's out there on your waiver wire, man, go get him. He's actually available on more waiver wires than you would think. Do you start him this week? Uh, yeah. With six teams on by, he's probably an easy flex for most people. Okay. Um, well, so. here's the real question. Najee Harris. No, I'm starting Jalen Warren. Start Warren. Me too. He's even getting more um, yeah. more targets. In I'm the actually past game. starting Warren. You didn't let league. me finish. I was going to say Najee Harris. Would you like him in a trade? <laughs> I'm looking I don't to want ship any him out. part of Najee <laughs> Harris. <laughs> you can keep him. I got both guys, you know, in our Guardians of the Dynasty League, and I'm going to start Warren as my flex. I expect him to get me double digit points. And I don't know what to say about Najee anymore. I I defended him for a long time, and so did you. And despite last year being rough, he still finished as RB12. The year before that, he was a top five RB. This year, it's evaporated. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's evaporated, it's bad. If you have them, me and Mike know firsthand we're stuck with them. No one's giving us anything of value in Dynasty no. right now. And you're just going to leave them there and you pray one day things turn around. Maybe for the playoff run. Maybe he starts heating up. You never know. Like, guy's dead now. Will he be dead in five weeks? We don't know. We think he's probably going to be dead. But you, we've seen guys go on runs. Yeah, I got we've a trade offer. It said uh, $3 in fab. Take it or leave it. Mm. Mm. I, I Andy would... put a timer on it. He said you got three hours. <laughs> Was it so good? No, it wasn't. But I, I didn't need take a bag it. of Skittles. Yeah, and I'll consider. Because when when people start putting timers on trades, that that sounds like Cajun. Yeah, real pushy. <laughs> yeah, real pushy. He puts you on the clock. Yeah, I need to know in two hours where this trade is dead. You know that sort of thing. Okay. I remember he did that before. <laughs> um, yeah, he's also done that to me as well. Yeah. All right. So the next game up on the slate. This one's actually going to be fun. This is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers going into Kansas City. Chiefs are favored by six. The over/under is fifty and a half. I, I realize no way, no way that it hits fifty and a half. I'm going no under. Way. I'm going under. The Chiefs are very good defensively. Rattle off the numbers you told me on break about the Chiefs. They're top five against the run. They're they're, t- they're actually top six in both against the run right. and against the pass. Where are we getting fifty points when the Chiefs themselves can't score? They 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 can't score. I, I mean, uh, this is what the Chiefs are. They're a defensive team, guys. Let's come to the realization. They're a defensive team that makes plays when they need to with Travis Kelsey. And that's what they are. That's it. There's no – I don't look at the Chiefs as a big offensive threat just and because Patrick Mahomes is there. Patrick Mahomes is one guy, and Kelsey is one dude. And that's it. I don't – what else is there? Yeah. They're also I kind mean, of Pacheco, a ball control offense, aren't Pacheco's they? has been great. I don't want to disregard him. But, yeah, this is a team that's been winning on defense, man. They've hmm. been winning on de- – what shootout have they won this year? I can't remember one. There's not a lot of points in the games. That's not normal for them, but we have six weeks of data now. So they're a defensive team, man, that wins on defense. They have a great connection, Kelsey and Mahomes. They can run the ball. This is a run the ball and play defense team. 
That sounds boring. That's I who they it. are. I don't, I, I don't want to watch it. This should be under. And any other year, I would say this is over. Easy. But 50 is a large number. I don't think that I don't think the Chargers can get there. I don't think they can get to 30. Man. They're not getting to 30. How about that? They're not getting to 30. They've only done it I once like this year. I you if you actually the think they're getting yeah, to 30. The first game against Miami, and Miami kind of forces you into that. Yeah, no, Miami allows you. No. It's, it's, they encourage that. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah they no, they're, they're like, no, if you can score, we can score. Yeah, if yeah you, it's, the it's faster fun. you score, the faster we get the ball. Yeah, yeah. And then we can score. And I think we're going to score more than you. It's a weird yeah. defensive scheme. Is that, it's, you know, where you're trying, you just let <laughs> yeah. them score as fast yeah. as possible, yeah. knowing you're going to score as well. They're the types that if, if uh, the game is tied, and they have the ball at like the 30, and it could be a long field goal. They'll just say, fuck it, just run it in. Let them run it in. Let them yeah. run it in. Go yep. ahead. Shit, we're better off just getting the ball, scoring, yeah. and going for two. <laughs> you know, that's who we are. Oh, man. But no, 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 no. If anyone listening out there wants to take me up on this and they think the Chargers are going to score more than 30, I'll give you action. I, I, I don't see how the Chargers can get there. Chiefs are very good defensively, man. I think we've been sleeping on the Chiefs. All right, so we're going to start Herbert. We're going to start Eckler. Yeah, you still do We're going to start Keenan Allen. Josh Palmer? Josh Palmer he- has a flex. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they still they'll compile stats. They'll move yeah, the ball. They'll move they the just ball. Probably won't punch it in. That's that's the key. They, okay, they just so won't get the points up. So for Kansas City, we're going to be starting obviously Mahomes. We're going to be yes. going with Kelsey. Yes. Rasheed Rice. If you're he's desperate at some flex, action. if you're desperate at flex, he's been better. He's been good. He had a good game last mm-hmm. week. He is he's he could a, be emerging as a as a trusted target, much more than Tony, much more than Ross, much more than Marcus Valdez Scanling. I mean, Sky Moore. I so, trust I trust him. I so trust him more than the rest. Not in total targets, but in target share, which means plays that you're on the field, the amount of times you're targeted in that time. Right. He's top five right now this year. Well, that's it, pretty wild. That's so, a great that's a great stat, and that actually proves the point. He's the one guy that you should have maybe stashed in your roster in case he turns into the guy. Someone has to eventually, right? Yeah. Could be him. You would hope. I've managed to trade for Kadarius Tony. I've managed to pick up Justin Ross, and my theory was one of them has to hit. Well, not those two. Yeah. You know, I, I just I just added them thinking, man, maybe I'll catch lightning in a bottle. Sky I've caught Moore. nothing. I've caught gas. Sky Moore. Yeah, Sky Moore. Would you like to have him in a trade? <laughs> just add him to my <laughs> roster. Have all the Kansas City Chief oh. wide receivers I don't. I can't use. Yes. And miss out on the yeah, one Yeah, I'm going to keep Rasheed Rice, but I'll let you have all the rest. Jesus. It'll be fun. It's for um, me. Um, anything else on this game that we're missing? Harrison Butker. That's a hell of a kicker. Yeah, he go is. ahead and go ahead and get him. You need him. Agreed. I dropped him for Moody, and I'm not I'm not upset about that. Moody has been great, but uh, it's hard to keep two kickers. Uh, Harrison Butker started kind of slow, and I was like, uh, let me go get Moody. Moody looks great. You know, I saw it last week when he missed his first kicks of the year. But yeah, Harrison Butker's an auto start at kicker if you got him. Okay. Uh, next game up on the slate is going to be the uh, ignorant Green Bay Packers going into Denver. <laughs> Packers favored by one and a half, which seems unbelievable. Over under a 45. <laughs> um, man, I hate to say it, but Jordan Love is probably in line for a decent day. Dobbs, Watson, Aaron Jones, all of them. Denver's atrocious. It it doesn't seem to be getting any better. I don't see light at the end of the tunnel. I have a feeling that Sean Payton is starting to question a few things, maybe about who's in his lineup. And, yes, that does include Russ. That does include Jerry Judy. Should he be trading away some of these players near the uh, trade deadline? The Judy one is such a shocker, man. I I know he hasn't been good. I just didn't think it would come to this. I really didn't. I thought, if anything, Cortland Sutton would be the guy he'd want to move. Sutton's older. Right. He's older, but... 
Sutton seems to have the trust of Sean Payton. He seems to have the trust. And when you need a play, when you're looking to the end zone to have the fade, to get the ball there, it's Cortland Sutton usually. I think Marvin Mims deserves a much bigger piece of the pie. Absolutely. It should be a Marvin Mims, Jerry Judy, Marvin, I'm, I'm sorry, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Mims, Jerry Judy, wide receiver lineup. Greg Dulcich can't stay healthy. What a letdown, No, he man. comes back this week. We love that guy. Yes. He came back last week, got hurt again. I don't think he's coming back this week. No? He left the game. Hurt again. So this is a situation with Greg Dulcich now. As, as I'm wondering, I'm like, can you stay on the field for us? Year one, same thing, man. Injured all year. Year two, injured again. Looks like all-world talent when he's out there, but he's just not out there very much. You know? Well, Green Bay's not very good against the run. Who are we going with? Stern, Javante Williams, or McLaughlin? I'm staying away from Denver personally. I don't roster any Denver player, and I know Russell Wilson's doing good, but it's fantasy-wise, of course. But he can't find anyone. They can't find anything. I'm going to leave that to you guys. I feel McLaughlin's doing something lately. Um, he had a couple decent games week four and five, but last week I felt like he slipped a little bit. He um, he ended up overtaking Samaji P. Ryan. I lean McLaughlin because he catches. Um, Javante Williams didn't get one target last week. That's so for me, it's, it's McLaughlin, and uh, I think the future is bright for the kid. Sean Payton drafted him, and uh, Javante Williams is not tied to mm-hmm. Sean Payton. You know, McLaughlin, man, during the preseason, he tore it up. I think he was the, the running back leader in terms of yards and, and all that good stuff in the preseason. He was know. amazing. I don't know if I was watching much Denver preseason games. I just know the stat because, I, you know, I heard it. I was still interested in him then. Now I'm off. I, I don't want to even watch him. Yeah, I like I like McLaughlin, man. He has some juice. He has some juice. Listen, players are going to start disappearing from the roster. It's like the Hunger Games, man. You know, they're going to start disappearing. Uh, they're going to start getting traded away. If they lose this game, what are they what are they playing for? Nothing. I mean, it's done. It's done now, you know. It's it's done. How sure are you that Judy gets traded by the deadline? It looks like it, man. It looks like it. I, 60% sure? Yeah, I'd say 60 to 70%. It looks like he's out. You know, the Colts inquired. The Colts wanted him. The Colts want him. You know, so it's out there. And where there's smoke, there's fire, you know. And, and then uh, the Panthers actually came out and said that they're looking for a number one type wide receiver. It's not Jerry Judy. No. no Jerry Judy's not number one for me. Not right now. I you know who they could be going after is DJ Moore. He's a number one type receiver. They should uh, they're not, should be. <laughs> they're not taking him. They're not taking him out of it. That, that field's DJ Moore connection is going to stick. Unless... Unless the Bears really want to trade fields at the end of the season to a team like Atlanta. That was rumored. If they I, have the number one pick right, and they can get an actual pick for Justin Fields, and I, I do mean like it's got to be a mid-first-round right. pick, and they can get out of like the contract window for Fields right. and get into someone cheaper for the next four years. Caleb Williams. Yeah, no. that's exactly. Listen, Even Drake May at that point. If he got traded to Atlanta, I'd be thrilled, man. I mean, absolutely thrilled. If if the Patriots would ever trade for a quarterback, which they won't, no. I would be thrilled. You know, so there. It's not like he's going to leave Chicago and not have a job. I just, you know, is the is the problem in Chicago Fields? I mean, is it Fields? It sure doesn't look like Fields to me. There's mm-hmm. a lot of other issues there. You know, you have your quarterback. You know, make the offensive plan about Justin Fields. Make it all about Fields. Play to his strengths. Do what the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson. Don't try to turn Fields into something he's not. When you let him play, look, those that two, three-week stretch there, he was going bonkers. 
And he said it at his press conference after that tough loss to Kansas City. He said, you're going to see. Because they're like, when can we expect to see this from you, Mr. Fields? When, when can we expect you to be you? He goes, oh, you're going to see. And he came out and showed everyone, like, let the man play, you know? You know what I'm looking at right now with you saying that is I would think with how shitty the Patriots are that they'd have a lot of cap space. Yeah, it's the exact opposite. They got about $12. <laughs> Uh, literally, Expensive it's two, signings, man. Two point six million. That's well, they all paid they a ton have. for wide receivers a couple years ago, and then signed Juju this off season right. too. So Oof. big mistake, a lot of wasted money. Should have kept Jacoby Myers, man. Yeah, no how doubt. do we want to get started on this? How do we get here? Look, the Packers. It's going to be auto start for Romeo Dobbs for Christian Watson. Um, I fire up Jordan Love on a buy, on a on a week where we have six teams on buy. Aaron Jones, go ahead and fire him up as well. If he's back, he should be. You know, for the Broncos, I'm still going to roll out Russell Wilson. I know you got him in a league. I got him in a league. Russell's been great in fantasy. Real Russell, life? He really has not been the problem. I know yeah. this last week. He's not. He's not the problem. Like, we've been shitting on Russ. Russ is running the offense. He's doing yeah. what he's supposed to. He's putting up great numbers. You know, unfortunately, it's not translating into wins. But, you know, quarterbacks get too much credit for dubs. And then they got too much criticism for losses. Right. It's a team sport. There's a lot more that goes into it. Russ has been fine. He's bounced back to wide, to quarterback one levels. So he's an auto start for me. I love Cortland Sutton here. I'm definitely rolling Cortland Sutton out. I trust him more than any other Broncos receiver. And then as far as running backs, I think Jaleel McLaughlin's a flex. And uh, Javante Williams doesn't catch any balls. I'm worried about him. And I'm, I'm staying away from Judy. But it's hard to bench him because who do you have on your bench? More than likely better than Judy in terms of a ceiling. And even a floor, I, I question, like, the floor. There is no floor for Jerry Judy, right? So maybe you have someone on your bench with Green a better floor. Green Bay has some incredible cover corners. They I do. don't I don't know they if do. I'm going to be rolling Judy out. I do believe there's going to probably be a better option on my team or – I just feel that there's probably someone better. Even Sutton makes me a little nervous in this game. Right. It's just hard on a on a week with six teams on by. I'm gonna roll Sutton out there. I'm not benching right. him. I can see I can see your point with Jerry Judy. I would be nervous too, man. Who, Honestly, who does Jair Alexander stick to? Does he travel? Uh, I do believe Jair Alexander does travel, but honestly, who would you fear more as a defensive coordinator? Cortland Sutton and his uh, four seven speed or, or Jerry, Jerry Judy. Judy. Right, Jerry and, Judy. Yeah, I would think that Jerry Judy. And if we go back, is that one of the reasons that he is, you know, like maybe his numbers are a little less? Is he drawing the number one corner? Is he getting the harder assignments? Maybe. I don't know yeah. what the targets are. Is he is he so covered he's not even getting those targets? I mean, against the Chiefs, Cortland Sutton drew the best assignment. He drew LeJarrius Sneed. Okay. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You're right, though. They have great cover corners. I guess if I'm going to pick one, I'm going with Sutton, and I'm going to I'm gonna roll the dice there. But, yeah, man, Broncos, <laughs> Broncos having a tough year, and people are going to start getting traded. And you know who could use a receiver? Kansas City Chiefs, man. Cortland Sutton. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I think they should go after Judy. And I know you usually don't trade in division, right. but Denver needs a lot of help. Right. A lot yeah, of help. Yeah, them trading well Judy isn't it. yeah isn't going to affect your outcome for the year or even next year. Right. It's not going to do anything. I do have one sneaky play, somewhat sneaky anyways, tight end for um, Green Bay, Musgraves. Okay. Denver's 31st ranked against tight ends. Nice. Yeah. So it's probably that's a decent bad, right? little play there. 31st is bad. Yeah. That's pretty bad. How many teams okay. are in the league? 32. Wow, sounds pretty bad. Hmm. Do you know who number 32 is? Mac Jones. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's dead last against That's tight ends. Funny. He's his own team. Or four <laughs> tight ends. He's dead last in both those categories. It's really sad. <laughs> All right, so guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and that is going to be a reminder that Mash Hogies is the official sandwich of the championship formula. Serving. That's right, Vinny. 
Serving lunch specials, <laughs> lunch specials Monday through Friday to the blue collar, the white collar worker. Go in there, tell Sonny we said hi. <laughs> ask for that incredibly sweet and delicious sweet tea brewed fresh every day. Tell him you heard about him on the championship formula. Ask for that 10% discount and enjoy your lunch. And we'll be right back. And we are back. Thank you so much for hanging in there, guys. Got a few more games that we're going to talk to you about. Hope you're enjoying it so far. And uh, here we go. This is the game of the week. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is the Miami Dolphins going in to Philadelphia. The over-under is 52.5. Eagles are favored by 2.5. Is there? I don't think there's really anything we need to talk about, right? If you have a dolphin or you have an eagle, you put them in your lineup. Mostert, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Swift, Devontae Smith. Everybody's going off. AJ Brown. Did I miss anyone that's actually going to be usable? I don't think so, but you know no. it, man. Start them all. Yeah, this is this is simple. Everybody knows what to do here. Fired up game of the week, baby. Sunday night, it's on. I know. I, I actually hope it hits like sixty-seven points. <laughs> yeah, you taking the over on this one? Fifty-two is high, but I think I'm taking the over. It almost seems impossible for it not to hit, so it's probably going to be like thirty-six total points, and it's going to be a snooze fest. <laughs> yeah, it's possible, but I doubt it. Not it's going to be way. like seven ten at the half. Everyone staring at a you know one hundred twenty-two yards and a pick for Tua and Jalen Hurts has a bum knee and he's, I don't know. It just seems like something's going to happen, but on paper, this looks like an incredible matchup for sure. I've been looking forward to this one for a few weeks. The secondary of Philadelphia, very, very beatable. The entire defense of Miami, very beatable. I I just don't see what's stopping this game from just getting out of hand after like about 12 minutes. Agreed. Yeah. Can agree Um, more. So this is there should be a lot of guys in this one on on your DFS. This lineup. is a get your popcorn ready, sit back, enjoy, put your feet up. You're trying to make up 50 points from the four o'clock, you know, the early games, and you got a player, you know, you're getting back in the game. I Absolutely. Feel. Jeff Wilson still not full, completely healthy. It's still limited in practice. So Raheem Mostert is going to be the guy. Um, but I mean. Hill and Waddle, those guys are auto starts, obviously, every single week, and it's exciting as hell to watch. Um, I wish there was more we could say about this game, but there's really not. Just start everyone and have fun with it on Sunday night. That's right. Last game of the week is going to be the San Francisco 49ers coming off a horrible game to the Cleveland Browns, losing a few guys in-game. The big question is CMC. But uh, they're going into Minnesota. 49ers favored by 7, and the over-under is going to be 44. Well, could this be it? Could this be it for Kirk Cousins? If he has a huge loss at home, <laughs> do you think this starts firing up the uh, please let us trade you? Apparently he, he said, he I am not going to waive my no trade clause. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He doesn't. Yeah, but they I can void the contract, there. right? They can void the contract after this season. Did I read that properly? I believe they can. Uh, I, I mean, believe they can. How much I money are they going to leave behind, though, if you avoid the contract? No. I mean, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm assuming it's a pretty healthy number. 
You know, the problem with them is they're kind of still in the thick of things in terms of being able to claw back to 500, you know, and that takes you out of the, the quarterback sweepstakes, you know, for Caleb Williams. So you kind of find yourself in, you know, the middle there. I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's going to waive it. They have no intentions of trading him. I think they're really trying to claw back to 500, and by then hopefully have J.J. back. If they get Jetta back and they're 500 or a game below, they're still very much probably in contention for a wild card spot. So, you know, we'll see. It's tough order, though. 49ers coming off a loss. Turns out Trent Williams does not have a high ankle sprain. Turns out CMC is potentially going to play on Monday night. He has an extra day to get healthy. The one in question is probably Debo. Uh, That's the one that I think with certainty it looks like he's probably not going to play. But otherwise, this is going to be an angry 49ers team that ended up losing in Cleveland and uh, facing a Vikings team without Jetta. You know, we'll see. It's going to be an uphill battle for the Vikings. I'm going to zag a little bit on that. Zag. I think um, with San Fran, they've got the Bengals next week. So I see a look ahead. They got beat up by Cleveland. They might not want to play. I think it's a sneaky, sneaky, weird play, but maybe even Minnesota's defense this week. I wouldn't take my advice, but I just wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I actually um, didn't know they had a defense. <laughs> not much but I, I, purdy's first time is he going to be confident you know his confidence has never been checked and now here he is he didn't look so good last week i just i don't know this one screams something weird it's a prime time game i don't know i got a feeling for what that's worth okay all right well i mean uh, you know kirk's never been good in prime time and uh, why would it start now right i think defenses rule this game I think it's just going to be slow and ugly, low scoring. The Vikings scoring. played well last week defensively, but it was against the Bears, and, and Fields went out for the second half, you know, didn't play at all. And uh, But before that, they were holding Fields in check. He was having a hard time. The Bears kind of stalled, so maybe the Vikings found something. Okay. Brian Flores is running that defense, man. He's been known to put good defenses together. Maybe it's taking some time. We'll see. You know, this is a big test. 49ers off a loss. I expect them to play angry and hungry. Okay, well, um, Stardom's Kirk Cousins. Man, he, he is the top twelve quarterback this season. Yeah. Are you rocking him this week in a two quarterback league? Yes or no? Two quarterback. In a two quarterback yes. league, yes, absolutely. With six right. teams on by, yes. In so, a one quarterback league, I think you should look elsewhere. All right, so let's say you uh, drafted Trevor Lawrence as your as the ninth quarterback overall, and you took Cousins a few rounds later at the fourteenth quarterback. Who you starting this week? Cousins because Lawrence's knee is an issue and they play Thursday. They have an opportunity to he might miss the game. I think you're looking at similar production, but I'm gonna roll with Kirk Cousins to be safe because Trevor Lawrence is dealing with the knee and I don't like Thursday games. Okay. Tend to be low scoring. Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins. Matt Stafford. Stafford. All right, that was easy. You guys answered too quickly. You're supposed to think about it. All right, here's one. Russell Wilson. Russ. At home. Against Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, you got to start Russ. Give me Russ off the of loss oh, and, and probably going to bounce back here personally. You know, Kirk Cousins is going to have to put that thing on his head and let it massage his brain over all this pain that we're giving him. <laughs> Shitting on him, taking Russ over him. It's I horrible. Mean, he's going to be under siege. He's going to get to know Nick Bosa. For sure. He's going to get to know Fred Werner. Mm. <laughs> you know. Oh, so what about the skill position, guys? We going to uh, let Madison sniff a roster this week? Not if I can help it. I, I wouldn't want to start Madison. Jordan Addison. I, I, KJ I Osborne. I haven't been starting Madison against any or um, Addison against anybody. Um, Osborne, KJ Osborne is he flex worthy? 
he's our number one. And if there's a one, one way you can beat the 49ers, it is on the outside with receivers. So, yeah, I, I think I'm it's I'm looking at the two receivers personally, or Hawkinson. Uh, Hawkinson ought to get a ton of targets. So I, I think he's a safe play. Okay, is Debo going to be playing this week? I don't think so, but if he plays, you're starting him. Okay. Sure. I was going to say, if CMC actually misses time this week, I know it's nice to say, oh, we could go with Elijah Mitchell, oh, we could go with Mason, but wouldn't it just be much easier to say, no, you need to get Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. If there's a way to get those guys in your lineup, that's that's the play. I agree, especially in this case. You know, because Niners, too, they got to start thinking about their future. It's only week six. Someone made know, a great trade, man. Down. Great trade involving Ayuk, man. Give up JJ to get Ayuk. I love it. Yeah, I that, love it. That is a good. That was a fair trade, Justin it Jefferson was. for Brandon Ayuk. You get some play now. Obviously, he's not as good as Jetta, but nope. you get someone that can really help. If the Vikings are out of contention, they're not going to rush Jetta back. No. Jetta coming back is contingent on his own health and the Vikings actually being in it. They're not running him out there for shits and giggles to get fantasy stats for us. It ain't going to happen. So if you're a team that had JJ and uh, you need wins, you got to make a move. You know, you just can't sit there and watch your team rot. Now, if you're, you know, five and one and you got Jetta, you can sit there and wait and hope it plays out well. Yeah. But when you need wins, you know, four or five weeks without Jetta, you got to do something. Um, uh, by the way, uh, Jamie did just hand me the note. It looks like the dead cap money on Kirk Cousins for next season is going to be $28 million. That's that not is, a lot. That is actually not a lot in today's day and game. No. Um, this year, he, he they would be on the hook for another $21 million this season, dead cap. That's it. The following year, it's done. He could go to Atlanta this year, man, if he waived his no-trade clause, and he'd have a chance to win that division and make all those guys fantasy relevant real quick. He could. I just don't know that, I just don't know that he wants to live. In Atlanta. I don't think he wants no. to live in New York. I think he wants to live that Minnesota yeah, right. that he, lifestyle. He, yeah. he doesn't want to be in the Maybe big city. Maybe he could go to the Titans. You know, maybe out in Tennessee, he could go there. He could, you know, he go over to Green Bay, Wisconsin. But I don't think he's looking to That's go not his for. Style. No, I just don't think New Titans York is his, is style. his style. You like That's that? A good point. <laughs> all right, so guys, that was all the games. So what we we got a few minutes left, and we're going to talk to you. Uh, uh, yeah, we're going to give some tips. Roundtable discussion. Roundtable discussion. I like it. No. So here we are. We are now going into Week Seven. Most of the leagues that we're in go to week 13 or 14 of regular season. Some of them are week 12 if you've got right. a giant league. Uh, I'm not sure what it is for Genius. That's a little bit funky. but Week 14. No. We, it, we played a week 13, but 14 is playoffs. Okay, is 14, it? 15, 16, 16 17. Four weeks. Okay. In my 12-team league, playoffs will start week 15. Okay. So, I mean, we have seven to eight weeks left of regular season, depending on the format. Yes. So, so now is the time. We're in the we're in the second half. I don't want to quite call it the stretch, but we need to start looking at schedules. We need to start looking at playoff matchups. We need to start looking at trades. That's right. Yeah. Um, I guess since I got the mic, I'm going to go first. Go ahead. Guys, one thing that I love, and this is every single year, and this is kind of a, a secret that I always use, and I'm sure a lot of you already do it, but the week after a bye week, that is the time to go get someone. Someone has a week five buy. After that buy week is over, make the offer. Because now if you're looking at eight more weeks of playing time and he has a bye week, well, he's going to miss 15% of his games. That is just easy math. But if the bye week's over and you're now able to get someone who's going to be playing all eight weeks, 
you've got 100% of games. That is an easy one. I love doing that. Soon as someone has their bye week, that for me is a trade target because now I do not have to think about the rest of the season. And it gets even better when you're only got five games left. I know the trade yeah. li- trade deadline's usually about three games left in the regular season, sometimes two. But if you got five games left and there's still a guy with a bye week, shit, man, he's mitten- he's missing 20% of your games the rest of the way. Without right. an injury, he's missing 20% of the time. You don't need him. Trade him to someone else who's already had their bye week, and now you got 100% of the games. Right. That's a nice, easy bye tip. Bye week manipulation. I agree with that. And another thing to look at is um, your place. Like, one league I'm in, I'm 3-3. Three and three. I'm playing the first place team this week. First place team might not need to look at the last couple weeks heading into the playoffs, but I do. So trying to dump guys with the 13th week by, the 12 week by, the 10 week, just kind of piggyback on what you're saying. Make sure you have guys who can be in because, you know, injuries start to mount up too. So you need players in your lineup. Um, trying to work around that by when you desperately need a win, that's a gamble I don't want to take. And for me, this is the season. This is the time now from week seven to week eight to week nine where you really need to focus on a few things when it comes to trades. One, you want to identify teams that are frustrated. Identify the owners in your league that have gotten off to slow starts that are desperate for wins. Look at their teams and see what players they have on buy. Right now, if they are struggling, if they are not doing well and they have to have this dub, and you look and they have a good player on buy and they know that they're in trouble, That's your time to potentially get a discount on a player. Yes, you are taking advantage of the situation, but we all know we're all trying to get up on somebody in a trade typically. Not all trades are going to be dead smack even. That's a a fairy tale. And for the guys that complain about it, you're just... You're, you're missing the point here. You got to go to these teams and start saying to yourself, okay, what can I do to better myself here? If only a little bit, I help them. Sure. But I get maybe a little discount on a player that normally I wouldn't get a discount on. Those are, those are important things I look at when it comes to trades. Also the buy thing things amazing. I love looking at buys. I, I, I love it because I want to get as much production out of a player as I can. I mean, that is for me, that's paramount. And the schedule of a player going forward, no matter if you're a bottom feeder team, you're a mid-level team, you're a top team, you want to know down the road, is this player still going to be as valuable or has he already hit his high? And if he's already hit his high, this is the time I can get max value. I'm sure there's players out there that we're well aware of that are performing very, very well. And you have to ask yourself, is this production going to continue to carry on? And if it's not, then you may want to look at selling high. Everything is, re, you know, everything is dependent on where you are in the standings. You know, if you're five and one, listen, that's not the time to get complacent. You still want to make moves, tweak your roster, get better here and there, maybe just a little bit, you know. But that little bit can mean the difference later on. If you are someone that's struggling and you have Justin Jefferson, for example, what are you doing? You're going to hold on to Justin Jefferson for four weeks? And you're going you're gonna to try to win games without Justin Jefferson? What if he's my favorite player and I don't want to let him go? Then go down with the ship. Yeah! Then go down with it. the ship. I love but the Titanic. You have to be real with yourself. You have to say, you know what? I'm 3-3 three and three or I'm 2-4. and four. If I give Jetta to the first place team and Jetta comes back, yeah, that's going to be a huge advantage. But at this point, you're not trying to win your division. You're not trying to win the league. Your main focus is, I need to make a deal to get myself back to 500 to compete for a playoff spot. And when you get to the playoffs, we all know anything can happen. 
anything. The top team can have a terrible week from his best players. And guess what? You're sitting there in the playoffs. You might be playing them. You might be the beneficiary of that bad week. Your focus is just get in the dance. It's like the NCAA. You just want to get invited. And when you get to the tournament, you turn into Cinderella. And you go on a big run. Happens all the time. So don't lose faith if you're two and four. Don't lose faith if 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 you're one and five. I've I've been in leagues in genius, our our big league. You know this. I've ran it back from one and five, got all the way to the playoffs. It's just, do you want to put in the work? Do you want to make some moves? Do you want to go through the whole back and forth bargaining with people? You know. Absolutely. So that's my message, man. Don't you know? Start making moves. Start looking at the schedule. Start looking at you know where you are at. Be honest with yourself and, and make appropriate moves. The seasons are not over for anybody right now. All right, so I'm going to give a couple of examples, and here we go. Houston Texans. They have about the third easiest schedule rest of way. They are on a bye this week. Houston gets to play Arizona, Denver, Tennessee, Carolina. Tennessee actually twice the rest of the seasons. Those are five gigantic plus matchups the rest of the way. I love C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, I would Nico give up, Collins. I would give up Trevor Lawrence. If someone loves Trevor Lawrence and the guy that has C.J. Stroud maybe doesn't realize that, hey, C.J. Stroud is actually playing much better than Trevor Lawrence. Or maybe they think, oh, Trevor Lawrence is going to become Trevor Lawrence eventually. Nah. We don't got time for that. We got six weeks of data. Don't be dumb. Look at the six weeks of data and see it for what it is. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Six weeks, Trevor Lawrence has not been him. C.J. Stroud has. C.J. Stroud is looking like an elite quarterback very soon, if not already. I got one. Weather. It's a little early, but weather's going to start playing a factor in some of these games. Especially as you start getting into late November, early December. There's usually snow during Thanksgiving weekend somewhere. So that's something to be keeping in mind. If you got guys who play in a dome, or if you got some people in bad weather places... Are they playing in domes during December? Uh, yeah. I think that's a big thing. Um, hard to look at now, but try and look for safe matchups. Keep your team in the best spot. I also think it's time to cut bait on quite a few marquee names. I'm going to start with Saquon Barkley. Go find the New York Giants fan in your league. Be realistic. The Giants are going nowhere. The offensive line is not getting better. And if you have anybody out there that's willing to give you 75% on the dollar for Saquon Barkley... If you want to hold out hope to see if it turns around and you get the Saquon Barkley from last year, I pray it turns out well for you. I don't believe it. For me, I'm looking to move his name while it still has some value behind it. you know. And he's not the only one. There, there, mm-hmm. there, there's other guys here. Um, for example, if you have Zach Moss, you need to go to the Jonathan Taylor owner. Find the Jonathan Taylor owner. What is Zach Moss going to be doing for you here in a couple weeks if Jonathan Taylor is still in the picture getting more carries, more carries, more carries? Eventually, Zach Moss is going to lose the value he has. And I still think Zach Moss is valuable, especially to the Jonathan Taylor owner. Go find him. Trade it to him. See if you can get a piece to help you win now or help you down the road. Um, Take flyers on guys. Take flyers on guys. Keaton Mitchell, someone I mentioned in the podcast before for the Ravens. End of your bench stash. Could be the best running back on the roster. No one's talking about him. Julio McLaughlin. If all of a sudden the Broncos start cutting players and or trading players or whatever they're going to do, what happens if John Matu Williams gets traded or let go or they just want to give Julio McLaughlin some more runs so they make him the starter. They want to see what they get in your young guys. You know? So those situations, you know, th- those opportunities, take advantage of them. I mean, that's good. 
everything that we're saying right now is good. Um, the weather is all obviously that's a little bit harder to project because you don't know how clear it's going to get. Is it going to be a nice winter? Is it going to be a long winter? I, I mean, so that one's a little bit tough for me. Um, any guys that are underperforming right now that you like? A guy that you you think, man, this guy's not playing well, but I believe in the turnaround. Like you're looking for buy lows right, right. now? A good buy low, a, a few yeah. buy low guys. I mean, one is glaring, I think, at wide receiver, and that's going to be Devontae Smith. That's That could be guys, a good buy low. Do you, know how, be a good buy do you low. know how quick you can go on to Google and look up snap counts and go into targets right. and see the guys? Guys, there's always positive and negative regression. If you see someone like Christian Watson last year, you saw that he was not getting a lot of targets, even at the end, but he was catching a lot and he was doing a ton with them. That's not sustainable. Guys that are getting 11 and 12, even 10 targets a game, and they're playing 88 to 94% of the snaps at wide receiver, these guys are going to have positive regression. If they're only getting four or five catches a game, that is going to turn around. So that is an easy one. If you... Do you know how quickly you could go onto your website and just say, hey, I'm going to go back to the beginning and hit projection and see what guys were projecting high and are massively underperforming and guys are ready to cut loose? This could be your opportunity to step in. Right. And I'm, I don't know. No, um, no, that, that's a great buy low. I agree. I like that one. Um, he, here's one. What if the owner of Justin Fields is sitting at three and three or two and four and needs a quarterback this week? What other time or opportunity do you think you'll have to get Justin Fields at maybe a slight discount? Maybe you don't get him for a huge discount, don't get me wrong. But if the owner is frustrated enough and he's at 2-4 and four and he has to have the dub right now, that's the best time to go to somebody. Okay. That's the best time. I would find the Justin Fields owner and test him and see just how frustrated he is. We don't know. He could be out just one game. He might be out too. So mm. if that guy needs a win, he needs wins now. You go to him and you offer him a Russell Wilson and maybe a wide receiver that he can start at his flex. Maybe you get Justin Fields. Justin Fields could be a league winner, and you could get him at a slight discount. Again, just buying low on a situation. All right, so my next one, my next tip is going to be this. I appeal is buy appeal. Yes. You trade a guy coming off a great game. Mm-hmm. That does not mean Adam Thielen has had four great games out of six. If you're a contender, you ride that wave till it's done. He could have an incredible season for the rest of the year. That's not now's not the time. But a guy coming off a great game, such as a I'm gonna pull up last week's games, make it easy. Wide receiver is going to be Drake London. Drake London had a huge game. All season, he has not had huge games. He's had a couple decent games. A couple shitty games, and then a clunker. Look at what Atlanta does. They run the ball. They don't throw that much. Could it get a little better? Of course. But realistically, Drake London, in the eyes of some, is turning it around. This could be your chance. Drake London, for me, is a sell-high guy right this very second. Kendrick Bourne has had a couple nice games. Could you get something for him? Could you turn it into a flex-worthy running back? Could you get it for a Brian Robinson that's been a little deflated the last couple weeks? That's Who knows? But yeah, somewhat, something like that where you could kick in a low-end running back and a Kendrick Bourne to get a Brian Robinson that's underperforming at the moment. 
you never know till you try. I know Chris Stearns, his first offer is always a, you know, a big bag of garbage. So, and you got to work it up to something that's more, yeah, (laughs) something a little bit uh, more feasible, something you can eat on. But uh, that's something for me. I appeal is by appeal. Sell high after a great game. You know, you brought up a good point, like with my trades. Um, Not all of them are horrible, but some of them definitely are. Um, Talk to the guy you're trading with. Even if somebody offers you a horrible trade, sometimes like, you mean like think, a 15-year-old girl, talk to him at night, <laughs> um, sitting on the bed, just talking about what's going on, what are you wearing, that. stuff like that? All right, just making sure. <laughs> I have nothing after that one. <laughs> that threw me off guard. I, I, I don't know what he's trying to say there. I want to move Be on. friends. He but wants to, to be friends. to that point, I mean, sometimes you got to sell your trade, too. You know, you're looking for a buy low and... You know, T. Higgins is a buy low to go back there. You know, hasn't played in a little bit. I don't think anyone forgot about him, but he's not going to be cheaper Listen, than he is now. Identify, isolate, overcome. It's 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 my sales mantra. Identify what they want, isolate the player you want, and overcome their objections. And it takes a conversation. It takes time. It takes work. I love the art of negotiation. All these guys that listen to podcasts, they've been in some deep, deep negotiations with me. We've done a lot of trades. That's cool, man. I love that side of it. And I'm more than happy to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes you got to do that to get a deal done. It doesn't always work, but you'd be surprised how many times we start very, very far apart. And then all of a sudden, after a few conversations, I got that puppy right there where I want him, you know, where he's comfortable and I'm comfortable. And we're like, you know what? This works. Let's do it. And and, and it, it happens. If you send a bad offer and they reply and they don't like it, don't take offense to it. You send a bad offer. Come back to the drawing board. Okay. But what if I did this? Would this interest you? Okay. How would you feel about this piece? Okay. I see you're kind of weak over there. I'll help you here. You help me there. Maybe they don't see it. You got to explain it. Listen, I'm giving up so many points here. I'm getting points there. You're giving up here. You're getting there. You feel a need. This is what you're starting. There's times where I'll text somebody and I'll be like, listen, if you do this trade right now, this is your starting lineup. And I break it the whole thing down. And I'm like, ask yourself, does this starting lineup look better to you than the starting lineup you're going to roll out this week? Because if the answer is yes, then you do the trade. If the answer is no, then we just disagree and we're not going to get a deal done. That's all. You know, but you got to be patient and be willing to explain why you want to do this and why it's good for them. All right. So those are some tips that we're going to give to you here in week seven. Uh, going forward, we're hoping that someone has some questions for us. Remember, the championship formula at gmail.com. Email us your questions. We'll read them on air. Facebook, the championship formula, pretty easy. Uh, take a gander at some of those pictures. Vinny is so proud of our Christmas pictures. Uh, he's ready for the oh, holidays. Gosh. He wears that. He wears that sweater vest proudly around the house. <laughs> Nothing else, mind you. It's uh, it's a great look for him. Everyone knows that's not true. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, well, guys, uh, I think we've taken up enough of your time. We can't thank you enough for listening tonight, and uh, we hope we've given you some helpful tips. And uh, hope to hear from you really soon. Stu- <laughs> really soon, and you guys stay safe. <laughs>